You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. It's February 23rd. 2023, and you're listening to episode 324 of the PHP Ugly Podcast, a weekly developer podcast focused on the t- PHP programming language and community and just tech stuff in general. We get together on a weekly basis, Thursday night around 9 p.m. Pacific Coast time here in the U.S., and you too can be part of that live stream if you care to be by joining us in our Discord channel at discord.phpugly.com. This show is brought to you with a little help from some friends. First, being our sponsor, HoneyBadger.io, who's been with us for a very long time. We appreciate them. And our Patreons on Patreon. We'll talk about all of them a little later in the show. He crashed again. This week, we have the PHP Ugly Lite version. Where did did my camera go? Now the question is, Uh are we still live? I'm crashing. Is, Am I uh, crashing? No, bueno. Oh, I'm still alive? Ooh. This is no. Yeah, it's the John show. I like it. Except I don't have all the fancy OBS stuff to know what's going on. So now I'm all screwed up. Am I really still alive? That's crazy. All right. I, I have confirmed I am live. Oh. Hey, look. I see Eric. Where's he at? Can you oh, there me? he is. Can you hear me now? Can I can you hear, hear you now. now. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Okay, this might be a very short show. We've had OBS crash on us once before the show even started, and now my whole system just went sideways on me, and I'm the one doing the streaming. So let's see where this takes us. It didn't, it didn't fully crash because I was still alive that entire time. Oh, yeah, I saw you. Like, OBS was still running. Just my browsers went blank on me, and then oh. they came back. So, yeah. It's funny that that should happen. Uh, I assume you introduced yourself, John. I'm, I'm no, here. I didn't, because I didn't, I didn't know I was live. Smooth as butter, as always. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me tonight is John Congdon. And as you may be able to tell, we are PHP light tonight. With no uh, Tom writeouts, so time is Tom is finishing up all the handling of that moving, and we're well, not finishing up, but he he's in the midst of moving, Pre- preparing for <laughs> yeah into the new house, and uh, just needed a really just needed the, the downtime. So we uh, we approved his vacation for for this week. Um, yeah. He did. He he did put it in. Uh, give it gave us a request in writing. We we thought about it for a long time. And it was odd that it was crown, but you know, hey, we take whatever. <laughs> so this is this brings up an interesting topic. Uh, something that John and I have had like back channel talks about. Um, OBS completely crashed before we even started the stream. That's why if you're in our Discord channel at discord.phbugly.com, you may have noticed that it posted twice that 
uh, the, lot, the stream had gone live. I assume that did it on Twitter and everywhere else as well. Uh, so OBS crashed on me, which I haven't had a problem with OBS. So I don't think I've had a problem with OBS since moving to Linux full-time. So it was really weird that it crashed on me. And then after we got the stream started again, and I was in my intro, mind you, one of the better intros I've done so far. <laughs> uh, it was pretty smooth. It uh, OBS didn't crash on me, fortunately, but my browser that, w- that we used to pump into OPS crashed on me. And so I lost everything. It's, so how did you get back in Zencaster then? Just, oh, I, did it. So I just, I just refreshed uh, Video Ninja is all I did. I didn't even think about Zencaster. Um, so I assume oh, I so, never kicked out of there. Okay. So it's just one tab, not the, not your entire uh, uh, list of browser tabs. Yeah, now that I'm looking at it, I would say that is correct. Yes, it looks like it was just that one tab. Huh, interesting. Yeah. So, you know how long it would take me to figure that out? <laughs> a long time, because I got a lot of tabs open. So the, the reason that's interesting is because last week I did the PHP roundtable. Um, and I used different software for PHP roundtable. Uh, we here on PHP Ugly and the PHP podcast, we use Restream, but to do the uh, the the kind of gathering of video feeds and everything, we actually do that through OBS. Um, so we all dial into this other other app, Video Ninja, and we're able to bring that into OBS. And uh, it's been working well for us for years. But I was telling John just this week about how successful uh, Restream was for me in PHP Roundtable. It has some limitations, and that's not always a bad thing to have limitations, but it uh, it has some limitations. And it's a paid service, too, so there is a cost associated to it. So, again, thank you, HoneyBadger.io. Thank you, Patreons on Patreon. We appreciate it. <laughs> but... Um, uh, but I used I used Restream completely for uh, PHP Roundtable because the panels get pretty big. This past week we had a panel of nine people, including myself, and trying to get them to trying to explain to them how to get set up so that I could do it through OBS. It's just a, kind of a pain. So uh, Restream allows me to just send them a link and they click on that link and they're in Restream and they're in the studio and I can use them. And I was telling John, I'm like, well, the really nice thing about Restream is it takes the workload off of the local machine, so it's off on the server. And I've been playing around with the idea of moving PHP Ugly there. That way, any of us can actually produce the show. I mean, Tom's did it for a while. I've done it for a while. Actually, Tom and I have gone back. I started doing it. Tom took it over for a while. I took it back. But... We all we have we all have different setups and everything's kind of tweaked differently for everybody else. So with Restream, we could like define one kind of setup and like what happened today shouldn't be a problem. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we move over to Restream. I don't know. I mean, it's it's worth trying it, right? It's a service. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we could try it on paying for it. Let's let's try it on PHP Podcast first. 
I already have PHP podcast actually set up. I, I was already oh, yeah. planning on that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, PHP podcast, because it's just you and I, and we don't have like Discord or anything like that, um, PHP podcast is actually set up pretty close to what I had in OBS. I'm actually real happy with that. That's actually an issue. We did we did have we did have Discord last time. Did we? On um, PHP not not PHP podcast. I mean we we might yeah, Watching Discord, but we didn't have it on the stream. Oh, not on the stream. Well, we—I mean, we were live at that point. Yeah. So it's only going to get bigger, right? So something else I discovered this past week was Just that, past that one. Okay. Was that yes? We're going to get bigger. Um, <laughs> you sound like my wife on the honeymoon. It gets bigger, right? Yeah. No, don't worry about it. Uh, I, I noticed on PHP Roundtable. Discord wasn't getting fed into the chat. And I think I know why now. I don't think Discord, our Discord, I don't think it's being fed in through Restream. Um, I don't know if you remember or not. Obviously, you, you don't watch the books very closely. I, I There for a while, I, well, I'm still paying for another service called Streamlabs, which is like Restream. And we kept bouncing back and forth between the two before we kind of really settled on Restream. And I think I still have PHP Ugly configured on Streamlabs, and I think that's what's feeding Discord into our into our chat. Oh yeah, I think <laughs> so. Shoot, I'm gonna have to look into that more, I guess, because we got to have our Discord. Discord's too big yeah. of a part of the show for us <laughs> not to have them. Hey, share your screen when you have a sec. I mean, uh, with me, not just when you. Uh, oh, crash, oh, oh! You, I, you I crashed sharing. Gotcha, gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. You're going to have to fill, fill All right. some space. I, I, enough about producing the show. We've talked about that for a while. How was your week? Okay. All right. I mean, uh, nothing, nothing like fantastic. I've been trying to, trying to like, catch up on some work. I, I feel like I've been uh, blocking other developers on this project that we've worked on, we'll, we'll call it project a, <laughs> we talk about it all the time. <laughs> we don't use words, but, uh, this project that I'm working on, um, I feel like I've been blocking our other developers. I, I had a conversation with them today and I guess I'm not blocking them as much as I thought I was, but I, I let the client know that I was going to, I was going to take a break on the accounting project that I was working on for them to focus on this other project. Uh, instead of bouncing back and forth. Instead of bouncing <clears> back <throat> and forth and not getting anything done. So Right. So I was hoping to get a lot more knocked out between yesterday and today and I still didn't get as much done as I wanted to, but um but yeah, it's it's I, I feel more focused now. I'm not like uh, stressed out trying to figure out how I'm gonna get back to back to the other project, which is nice. Um yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like I said, Pete, have you watched the roundtable yet? Uh, no. I, you I heard try, good You tried to it. lie so hard right there. It was like a real, like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lie. I'm just going to lie. Say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it to you. It was, it was really, I, really uh, good. I, I need to. I, I saw a lot of comments come in about it. So definitely oh, want to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. Here, let me let me throw it up on the screen. I I, I saw one of the more mean comments come in too. Of 
how much they really enjoyed it and they can't wait for next year's episode. I'll be mean but true. <laughs> I got a meaner for one for you coming coming down the pipeline. Don't worry. Uh, but we talked about the education of development, and we had uh, three students, two professors, and the regular panel, which is myself, Sarah Goldman, uh, Joe Ferguson, and some other guy, uh, uh, release manager. Uh, I forgot his name. Yeah. I think it's Ram Benzi or something. Or some Ben Ramsey here. Yeah. Anyways, great, <laughs> great conversation. Um, I actually got a lot more out of it than than I had planned on getting out of it, but I hope everybody really enjoyed themselves. It was a good one. So we're, I think uh, we're working on, we're reaching out to a few people right now. We're trying to set up an internals panel for next month. And then we'll see how that goes. If not, I'll have to, I'll have to figure something else out, but I feel, I'm feeling like it's going, it's going to work out. We'll see. Um, but yeah, yeah the, the, the round table went really well. How about you, John? How, how has your week been? It's been pretty good. Uh, we've had, we got the magazine out. I can't remember if we got it out before last week's episode or not, but magazine's out. Uh, the print one we got out today. So hopefully that will get printed quickly and, and shipped out. Uh, so uh, that's coming along. We've got PHP Tech in the works, and I can't believe it's only 80 days or 81 days away. It's coming so it's, quickly. It's like a train running, coming right at you. It's like it looked like it was so far away at first. I know. I know. Uh, if you don't have your tickets, prices going up soon. Get them. Uh, I just can't stress that enough. We've been talking with sponsors, so we hopefully get to announce a new sponsor or two here soon, which would be really nice. And it looks like Eric has crashed again, so I'm going to assume I am live. And just keep on talking. Okay, we should we should be streaming again. I, I, I got to start it on YouTube again, so anybody who's on the old YouTube channel won't won't know. But uh, yeah, this should I don't have to tell people, man. Uh, so what happens when when that does it start a second stream? I, I I have no idea, man. We've never had this problem before, so I have no no clue, and I'm afraid to type too many things on my computer. <laughs> I I think I may have erased the other one. You think so? I I just went to the the new the new one. Huh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if you're watching us. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be bad if we've lost the first half of it. Yeah, I think. Well, no, I, I mean you, yeah, the the video what are you will gonna still do? be there. Yeah, the video is still oh, be no, there on nope. the stream. Nope, it's it's there. It's a separate uh, video on YouTube. So, all right, at least we can get back into it. Yeah. Oh man! Hey, have I <laughs> does this count as three twenty five now? <laughs> have I mentioned I, I've been thinking about moving us to a uh, restream one hundred percent? All right. When you l- last left, I was saying that we had just released a new video pair programming on the PHP Architect YouTube channel. And it so happens I did a ton of pair programming today, which was a lot of fun. And I did something a little bit different. It, when you have, say, a microservice, how would you pass data back and forth between them? You control both sides of it. 
it's not open to the world. Uh, I mean, I I would still do like I'm doing it now. Use API endpoints. Right. So you hit you hit an API, and yeah. what kind of data do you send back? XML, JSON. Oh, JSON. Yeah, I'm a JSON guy all all, all the way. So when we start talking about the, the new thing I'm working on, which, again, we were vendor tied to a large vendor that no longer wants to do business with us. We had this entire thing written. Luckily, it wasn't pushed live to the majority of the users. Only a handful of users were kind of in testing phase of, of this feature. So we we needed to rewrite it. And we already had a structured data that was stored in our database. So we, we stored it in our database, but then pushed it up to that vendor uh, so that they could do what they needed to do with it. Yeah. And, and, and just to bring everybody uh, up to speed, and, and so I know what you're talking about, this mm-hmm. application... Uh, straight PHP? Do you, are you using frameworks? Are you using packages? What do you, what's what's the uh, architecture here? All right, um, it, it's a PHP application. Uh, it's a phone application. So we have our PHP application on one side, which the users interact with, and then we have a separate what I'm calling a microservice that does all the phone calls. And there is PHP involved on that side as well. So we will make API calls back to the main application, get some data, and then do whatever we need to do within the phone system to make phone calls or prompt users, whatever needs to be done. So this feature was basically a phone tree. So we could push this structure up to the vendor and they would, when you called in, they would say, press one for this, press two for that. And then you'd press one or two. They would hit another API endpoint on our on our side and say, okay, they press one. What do you want me to do with it? And then we would send back XML and tell them what to do. Now that I'm rewriting it, we have the luxury of changing that language that is spoken between the two. And of course, when we, when we are architecting it, I said, send me a JSON structure. Kind of makes sense, except we control both sides of it. So we decided it's, all uh, value objects, serialize the value object, pass it across, unserialize it, you're done. <laughs> I, I, was pre- I was prepared for you to tell me we decided to go XML because I, I know that's a, one, one of the big things, right? There's camps on both ends and there are mm. people who swear by XML. But you're telling me you're not even passing back like any standard file structure, so to speak, you're just passing back value objects? Serialized value objects, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's an interesting approach. I, I mean, I, I I don't know of a good argument against it right now, but give me some time. <laughs> I, I want to hear you. I would love to hear it because ultimately what was going to happen was I was going to, you know, get the JSON and then recreate value objects of some sort. But I mean, we already have a way to serialize objects and when they are value objects, they are super easy to serialize and deserialize. So so can I ask another question then? Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're going that route, 
and there might be reasons for this. And if, if you can't share what those reasons are, that's, that's fine. Just let me know that. But if you're going that route, then why are you having like, why are you having the microservice at all? Like, why doesn't, why doesn't your application just talk directly to the database at that stage? Because it's, it's not the same database. It's not. So it gets, the architecture is a little interesting in the, it's split up on the, the website. So you've got the main application, uh, phone burner is their own environment, but they also have white labels and partners. And at some point we split everything up. So we have four different environments, all with the same code base, same database structure, just completely different data sets. So that allowed, that allowed a lot of isolation, gave us a lot of flexibility in how things were run. It made the databases a little bit smaller because up until like three years ago, it, everything was in one giant database, but that's a lot of data and it slowed down queries. It just, but, having but, the separate structures made sense. Yeah, but I guess, I guess I, I'm still struggling a little bit, like... When I, I hear you say separate structures, I'm assuming separate databases. Separate databases. And then there's, so there's the database per environment. And then there's a centralized microservice type database that kind of has everything needed just for the phone system itself. Mm, okay. All right. All right. So there, there's some complexity there. Because that's there, actually. There what is. I struggle with with the project I'm working on um, because today it's all internal APIs and I sit there and, and think from time to time I'm like why am I doing it like that? why don't I just have this server talk directly to the database like why am I making mm-hmm. you know micro why am I making these API calls back and forth and the justification I gave I, I gave myself this round is and you I imagine well. Mm-hmm could agree with me on this because you know the details of the project, but I can see them opening up these APIs to third parties, to outside vendors. And I'm like, okay, mm. this is why we're making everything API calls. There's, and there, there, I, I still come from the, the school of thought for better or for worse. I feel like microservices adds a layer of security. Maybe it doesn't, maybe that's a false sense of security, but like, I feel like, the, the the structure that we have today with the API backend that I work on, we can fortify that. We can put up all these fences around it and all this protection around it and, and really control what systems can access that API backend. Uh, so I kind of like, I always have this sense of a, the, at least the opportunity for additional security layers like the whole onion approach mm-hmm. but i don't know sometimes i feel like that's a false sense of security uh but yeah i don't know it's, but still your it, your approach is even interest more interesting to me though so the the serialization of key value pairs is what was what, was the i mean is it a, a performance thing is it a do we think that's more simple be, uh, it, and the re- let, let me let me prep you before you give me the answer. The reason I'm saying that is 
even if I don't want to code something that can consume a JSON endpoint, there's like a dozen PHP packages out there that I can pull in that understands how to break down JSON or mm-hmm. understands even how to break down XML. So like the, I feel like the approach you're taking, and I'm, I'm still interested in what we feel the benefits are, the approach we're taking is only, it's like painting yourself into a corner. Like it's only forcing you to home grow solutions, which might feel like a good idea right now, but down the road, it'd be like, oh, okay, we have to do, we have to code this part this way because we decided to do this over here, which is non-standard, non, you know, no, not a typical compliant sort of way to transfer data. But it's not a non-standard one. We've had PHP serialization for, you know, decades or decade. It's not new. The fact that I'm working on the same types of data and the type of data matters. So while if I put it into a JSON structure, I'm then going to have to say, okay, this object within here is this type of data. So I'm going to have an array of, of options, press one for this, press two for that. And if you press one, it is this type where now that it is in my value object framework, I know option one is this type of object and I can operate on that just fine. This does lead me into another architectural thing that we are discussing where right now it's two completely separate code bases. One, because the phone system is a little harder to understand. It's not something every developer has access to, needs access to, uh, but Right now, it's two separate code bases. We're talking about possibly combining them into a single code base. And then our deploy strategy would say, okay, when you deploy to these servers, you deploy this section of the code base. And when you deploy to these servers, you deploy this section of the code base. And because we have these value objects that are common between them, those will go to both. Because right now, it's a copy and paste job. I have a value object in both that are identical because I have to be able to serialize and unserialize. So I don't think I'm painting myself into a corner as much as leveraging a lot of the beauty of having these value objects and knowing what they are and how to operate on them. And I was shocked because when we first started talking about this, we're like, we're rewriting something that we were paying a third party service to do. We got it done in a day. Like, I literally nice. took I took these serialized objects, deserialized them, or unserialized them, and I was like, "Oh, if it's this type of option, I need to go through and do this, this, and that. Oh, if it's this, I need to do these handful of things." And then, you know, back and forth testing, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Holy crap, this worked in less than a day! Like, really, four or five hours." I was wow. just shocked. Wow. Impressive. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, see where this goes and and see if you if you still feel that good about it in a year or two. <laughs> I mean, I'm pulling for you. I it's it it feels definitely feels weird now, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. I mean, when you, when you think about a lot of the stuff that we serialize into like events, they get serialized in a. Uh, in a PHP object type of way. Mm. It's not just, it's not just JSON. 
Right. Very true. Yep. Uh, it's just an easy way to pass things back and forth. And Frank in Discord brings up a good point that value objects don't mutate. That's why it's so easy to serialize them, pass them across, unserialize them, and you're done. So I, I'm excited about it. I was happy things worked so easily. Hey, while you were gone, there was a question about paragliding. So while you're messing with whatever you're messing with, uh, have not been paragliding lately for a handful of reasons. One, baseball. My, my kids baseball playing baseball. Baseball's great. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm managing a team because my kid wanted to play for the first time. And so, and they needed managers. So I'm like, all right, I'll do this. I want to manage my kid's team. It'll be bonding time. He doesn't have the passion for the sport right now. And everyone tells me when your when your kid's on the team, it's really hard because you're dad. You're you're not coach, you're dad. And I can see when he breaks down and he's just like not doing it. Nope. And then <laughs> he ends up just walking away from practice. And other coaches try to go up and talk to him and he just keeps walking. And it's like I, I just um don't know what to do. And I He's getting so much better from where he started a month ago to where he's at now. He's getting so much better. And I keep trying to tell him that, but he's got this. I I think he has a feeling of not being as good as the other players on the team, but it's like literally just started playing this game like <laughs> a month ago. You had no interest up until that point. You're doing great for where you're at. And I had this, uh, because of flying, I have a saying that I really love from my instructor that comparison is the thief of joy. If you're comparing yourself to other people, you're taking away your own love of whatever you're doing. With paragliding, you know, some people can only go once a week, once a month, whereas other people can go daily. They're going to progress faster. So if you're comparing yourself like, hey, we started at the same time and, you know, they're so much better than me you're taking away from your own enjoyment of it. And he's, I, he knows the saying and he, I'm trying to get him to apply it to baseball in general. And there are times he comes in and he says that to me, which is great. But other times he's comparing himself and it's taking away from the enjoyment. So I'm an asshole. And I think, I think that's well True. established. True. And my, my wife used to kind of, try to egg me into like coaching the kids and i'm like listen they cry enough now they're only gonna cry more if i'm coaching (laughs) i i have a very different different approach to that and i grew up not liking that uh not not the fact that my dad was a coach because, again, I can only remember a couple times where my dad was actually the coach, the head coach of the team. Um, but my my dad was very uh, – and I love the man. I, I love the man to death. Don't, don't – please don't misconstrue this. But it was very much like everything got planned around baseball, and there was never an excuse to miss even practice. So – we could not have a game for a week or two, but if there was a practice during that week, we wouldn't go on vacation or I couldn't be out of town or, 
And that really, as I got older, really became a pain point for me. And it didn't help that I was a little cocky, too, because I always felt I was one of the better players on the team. I'm like, listen, you know, it's not that big of a deal if I miss a practice. I'll, yeah, I'll be there for the game. I'm just going to miss a practice. But it, it, it was very, very much this this boundary you don't cross. So I, I consciously tried not to do that with my kids because it it made me not appreciate the game as much uh, because you get to this point where you just, you look for excuses not to play, even though I loved playing. And that's what really conflicted me a lot. Um, so, but I do very much strongly believe like, and I, I always thought it when I stepped on that field, that was no longer my dad. And I could be mad at my dad or I could be mad at my coach, but I couldn't be mad at both. And it was, I don't know why I, I, I thought that way. It's, it's nothing my dad did. It's not like they had this heart to heart or anything like that. It, it was just kind of, um, I don't know. It was something internal to me. Like, and, and that held true for all my coaches and even my friends. Like, we can be friends off the field and not like each other on the field or, or vice versa. We can be teammates and I'm not going to like you off the field. It's, it's a different world. Uh, and I feel like I always had that. Maybe I didn't. I might be talking on my ass here, but I feel like I always had that. And I don't know how you teach that. I don't know if you can teach that. Uh, so I, I kind of feel your dilemma. Like, I don't know how you fix that. Um, hmm. it really needs to come from, I think it really needs to come more from their side because you, I'm sure for you, it's like that, right? Like we're on the field. You're not my kid anymore. You're a player. We're off the field. You're not a player anymore. You're my kid. Yeah. I don't know how you teach that. Uh, that's a tough one, man. That is, that's really a tough one. Uh, mm-hmm. that sucks. and one of the reasons why I never really had interest in coaching. First thing. I don't like kids and I have no interest <laughs> in coaching kids. <laughs> I've seen you with babies. You like babies. Babies are different. Babies are, when they start to talk, then they, they can, they, they can fuck off. I, <laughs> I don't care about kids who talk, man. Babies, I, I'll, I'll kidnap any baby in the world, but I'll return them when they get turned like two or three. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't, I barely like my kids. Uh, and, and I know they're listening, so and oh, I know yeah. they know. <laughs> uh, all right, lazy me one fourteen in our Discord is having an issue with input into their system, and they're complaining about a large application where people can do cross uh, cross site scripting, adding script tags into their input fields. That Classic. is a tough, yeah. That is a tough one. Uh, if once you have a legacy app or a big app going back everywhere and sanitizing your data can be tricky and time consuming, but you have to make it work. Like you have to, you have to figure it out. HTML purifier is a, a library I've used. Uh, when, when things were bad, I would throw that right at the front of the application and say, I'm purifying all the input you run into issues because if you purify input there and later on, you could be breaking your data. There's also times where you have an HTML editor on your, 
in your application that you are expecting to be able to get HTML or script tags into your application and be able to save it. Now, if you're uh, purifying everything that comes in, that breaks. So you have to figure out how to work around those situations. Uh, but if you're looking for a sledgehammer approach to this, throw some sort of library right at the beginning, purify everything coming in, and deal with the ramifications of Afterwards. that. And we've talked about this in the past as well, Lazy. Uh, there, there's, there is a... I, I noticed you say uh, you're big on validation on each input. That's fine, but you need to be clear. Are you just no, doing... He's not big on validation. My application is quite big to do a validation on each input again. Oh, it's quite big to do. Okay. I was about to say, are you doing JavaScript validation? Are you doing backend validation? We've had this conversation several times in the past. There's a big difference between those two. JavaScript validation is really for the end user. It's just kind of a, a nice, you know, dicey thing for the end user. Never depend on it for actual validation into your database or, or into your application. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I, I, I kind of agree with John. I mean, I, I can appreciate it's a big validation, but this is a big problem you're talking about. Yeah. Or this is a big application to, to validate everything, but this is a big problem you're talking about. This is, the, this is the quintessential exploit that you hear of SQL injections and all this horrible stuff coming, coming out of app, these applications that go under on the web. Um, validation is one of those things that you just got to do it. It's it's not yeah. fun. Nobody likes it. Nobody really likes doing it, but you, you kind of have and, to. And it's it's not easy once you have an established application. Yeah. That's the biggest. That's the biggest problem is trying to validate it properly in mass. Again, there's there's a way around it. There's a way to, like I said, take a sledgehammer to the problem. It's not the best approach, but if you're having a, a serious issue with it, there you go. Uh, something else I've done is look for anywhere I'm doing raw SQL uh, via various greps where I'm grepping on specific uh, phrases to find out, okay, I'm doing raw SQL here. I need to 100% make sure that my input is valid you can go that approach and then hope the rest of your application is fine. Cause that's really where it comes down to is when you start putting your data into the database. Uh, and also make sure you're escaping your output, you know, yep. Yep. even if it, even if it gets that, that uh, script tag gets into your database, if you're escaping before you put it onto your page somewhere, you should be okay at that point. All right, John, you know what else is Okay. If the stream? <laughs> I mean, it's it's been up for about 20 minutes now, so uh, that's good. But also, if you use our friends, honeybadger.io. When you're in production, a thousand things can go wrong. You could deploy a bug in your latest release. Your background jobs can silently fail. Someone could trip over the network cable at your data center. And this all comes back to you. You need to know when bad things happen and be able to respond to them quickly. That's why we built HoneyBadger. It's easy to install HoneyBadger in your backend applications and front-end JavaScript. It only takes a few minutes of configuration and you'll have monitoring done. That's because we hook into popular web frameworks, job systems, and the browser. 
so that when any of them crash, we can automatically let you know. We ping your application from our global fleet of servers to let you know about problems with connectivity, latency, and SSL certificates, and we monitor your recurring jobs to see if any of them stop recurring. When there's a problem, we alert your team using the tools you already use. We can create issues in GitHub, Jira, and other issue trackers, and send notifications via Slack, PagerDuty, or other channels. When you click through, you'll be taken to detailed information on the error. You'll see things like request parameters, headers, user information, and the backtrace. Click on any line of the backtrace to view it in GitHub, Bitbucket, or your local editor. When you fix a problem, just mark it resolved and follow up with the affected user. That's HoneyBadger. We're the monitoring tool for web developers who'd rather be, well, developing. Thank you, HoneyBadger. Honey I miss putting the, the time into the into Slack for you. Loser. But I don't. I, I don't know what the time would have been. I, 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 I say, honestly, it. this one is so screwed up. Anyways, <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> but I mean, if you listen to our audio podcast, the reason why this one's late because I didn't feel I was, like staying up to two o'clock in the morning and trying to stitch the whole thing together. Uh, so yeah, this one might be coming out late. We'll see. We'll, we'll have to see in post to see where we end up. But yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, um, let's talk about it about PHP. I was I was looking at what was coming out new in PHP eight point three just before the show, and I saw JSON validate come up. And funny thing is, I already do JSON validation. I just use uh, JSON decode to do it for me. Uh, so I <laughs> I end up I end up doing. A try, JSON decode catch. And oh, like, I was, oh. I was about to ask you. I'm like, how does that validate? I see. That's actually very clever, John. So I, I actually just added this to the application last night, where it's like, oh, anytime I save this key value store over here, if if the key has JSON in it, I'm going to assume it's supposed to be JSON. I'm going to try to do a JSON decode on it, throw on error if it happens and respond appropriately. So I don't really need it, although it would be nice to have. Like, I don't need to have an extra try catch in there. I could say, hey, it, it, JSON validate. I don't like the name, though. I, I wish, it, since it's a Boolean, I'd prefer is valid JSON or something kind of like that, right? Because that's what we tend to do anymore is almost for a Boolean, we make it a verb so we can put it into an if and it's very clear versus just if JSON validate. Uh, pretty cool guy in Discord says there's already a polyfill available for it, which I'm, assu- I'm assuming does the same thing, right? It's a function, JSON validate, do the try catch, return true or false. Very easy. You are muted if you were trying to talk, Eric. I, I wasn't trying to talk, no. Uh, oh, it was just gotcha. Interesting. That's weird. We don't like that around here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, I just I feel like this is a a good thing to do. I just can't. I don't know how often I actually have to do this. I guess if you're dealing with third party APIs, this is going to be really helpful. Huh. I mean, yeah. do you do you do you add in the the JSON throw on error to all your JSON decodes anyway? Uh, when I'm using PHP Storm, I do. 
Just because I want to get rid of the little squiggly line, but yeah. And, and it's so easy to add, just Alt-Enter, Alt-Enter, I'm done. <laughs> Pretty much, it's like Alt-Enter, what are you complaining about? All right, fine, add it. <laughs> yeah, I, I find myself adding that more and more to my code. I mean, one, PHP Storm makes that easy. I wish they were sponsored to the show. JetBrains, JetBrains. Do, Come do on. the right thing. Um. But yeah, any IDE nowadays should be complaining about something like that. It's a, a good to have. Yeah, I, I can honestly say I when I'm in pure uh, NeoVim, I mean, now that's still use, that's interesting because it does use the language servers. I think it actually uses the same language servers as uh, VS Code, which is IntelliSense. I, I don't, I don't I don't feel like I remember seeing it though. Huh. Hmm. I have I'll have to pay closer attention to that. Interesting. It, I don't understand that that replace existing JSON validation block right there. Like what's what's the point of that? It does the same exact thing. Maybe that's all they're trying to say is this does the same thing, but that's silly. If you're already, you can already get a JSON exception. Yeah. Um, Weird. Weird. I think it's just an example. Yeah. It's gotta be a bad example. Yeah. Here's a polyfill. He's that polyfill is posted in Discord. It, it's, it's, it's right there. Use the land polyfill. We've oh, got right it on there. the screen. Just about to go down to it. Oh, yeah. Usually in polyphase and validate seems less memory in process. Being advantage of the JSON validate function. Is possible polyfill it? Hmm. Yeah, I just don't know if I'm going to use this, but I say I've said that about other things in the past, and I end up use, using them a lot. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure I'll find a use case for it where I'm like, oh yeah, I can't believe I ever ha- didn't have this. I do enjoy PHP. You talked about it earlier. All right, so I'm going to call a listener out, but I'm not going to call him out by name because I don't want to make it seem like I'm being mean, but they hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> but Titlebot's dead. Title, oh, because I rebooted. Let's get Titlebot going again first. Uh, and then you can call people out. I'll call people out then here. Uh, oh, my God. My... um. There's there's something wacky going on with uh, my my desktop right now. To be completely honest with you, right, let's just do this. Uh, I, I gotta I gotta fire up Pmux again. Uh, you're not you're not allowed to change your system anymore. That's I, that's I, the bottom line. Honestly, I have not changed my system in so long, John. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you really. Uh, and, and I and I haven't had a problem in a very long time either. It's tonight is so weird. Uh, okay, let's go to Warp Drop uh, Bot and PHP Bot PHP. All right. Okay, let's uh, let's get rid of this now so John can see OPS again. Uh, All right. So T- title bots up and running. I was talking to talking to a user uh, yesterday, a long long time listener of the show. I, I don't know if they if they still listen and. I think they were trying to be funny. Uh, maybe they were serious. I don't know. I took it as serious and, and kind of like I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. 
but they they said that uh, all the rhetoric about PHP being dead or dying is something that they didn't particularly follow and agree with until recently. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, well, I mean, they're still doing a lot of releases like PHP 8 and, uh, you know, 8.1, 8.2, 8.3. I was like, okay, that can't be it. And you know, Laravel is still coming. WordPress is still developing. Oh, what am I missing? What am I missing? So I said, I say something to him. I'm like, okay, uh, you know, why, why not? Why are you buying into it? And they, they said to me, <laughs> and this is why I think they're being serious. Don't get me wrong. I really appreciate you and John, everything you guys do for the community, but you guys are only ones doing it now. Like every podcast <laughs> are you guys. And I'm just worried that like, the community's dying. I'm like, ow. <laughs> Ouch, that, that hurt. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and of course, I, 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 I don't have a good uh, argument. There, there, are, there are a couple other podcasts out there, and, and they're very clear. It's like you still have like the Laravel ecosystem. That, that are, They're kind of one-off. Not one-off. They're kind of their own ecosystem that has their regular podcasts. And even that, you don't – there used to be a lot more Laravel-focused podcasts come and go but that's laravel specific and you have wordpress specific stuff too but for like the overarching php like it seems like everything else has is dying off and you know voices hasn't published in a long time and a town hall was publishing again there for a while but they've stopped and there was an internals podcast that hasn't and uh i'm like looking at all the podcasts i know i'm like and i and then what really freaked me out here, I'll try to do it live. I'm going to try to do it live here. Let me, let me get this going. I haven't done this, uh, this here yet. Um, <laughs> so I went to here, let's go to, let's go to google.com because I'm on this. No, thank you. I'm, I'm not signing into Google here. Let's say top PHP podcasts, uh, for 2023, 2023. I did this yesterday, John, and we were like the top three. <laughs> Let's, I was starting to understand their point at that at that moment. Oh, there we are, PHP Ugly. So Internals is no longer podcasting. PHP Podcasts, the voice of the elephant. I think that's the architect one. Uh, P, simple PHP, I don't know what that is. I haven't seen that one come up before. You need to just zoom in on that, I think. Oh, or Paul, do that. Uh. Simple uh, PHP unscripted. I don't know what that is. Um, PHP Town Hall is not doing it anymore. Voices. Laravel is Laravel specific. I don't know what this one is. Uh, So let's click on that. Yeah. That's us. That's us. This is Voices, but for some reason... Oh, no, this is PHP Podcast. I think this is Architect. I don't know why it has the ugly logo on it. Yeah. And even... (laughs) even, um, what was that other, uh, what was it called? PHPpodcast.com? I, I mean, you... Cows? No, that wasn't it. Part of, the, part of it is podcasting is a lot of work. Like, this, it seems like... Exactly what seems, I told them. Yeah. yeah. It seems like, oh, you just show up and you, and you record, but there's a lot more that goes into it. 
And you ask the host of other ones that have died off, Dev Hell was huge back in mm-hmm. when they started. And it's just, it takes a lot. Coordination, getting everyone together, planning. Luckily for us, we do a lot off the cuff. Mm-hmm. But there's there's still planning that goes into it. There's still discussions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. And there's costs associated to it with it as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we've been lucky to have Patreon supporters and sponsors where we've been able to kind of upgrade equipment, uh, subscribe to services that make this easier for us. But not everybody has that luxury. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all. And then not to mention, our world was shit for a couple of years, right? With, during the pandemic. You know, people weren't weren't socializing like they used to and didn't really feel like podcasting about it either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I'm hopeful there will be others. But at the same time, I'm not complaining that we're, like, number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take we'll it for it. as long we'll, as I can get it. <laughs> we'll, we'll claim the spot for now anyway. Uh, even this, I think Cal, uh, the voice of the, oh, this is, that's what that was. This, so this was, I think this used to be Cal's, uh, site. I assume it still is, uh, where he aggregated all the podcasts. Even this isn't updating because this, the last ugly it had was, uh, 289 multiverse, 290, 91, 92. It was the last ugly. So this is the last ugly. And we're at, what, what did I say? We're at three something today? 324. Was it 324? I thought it was higher than three. that. Nope, 324. 324. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, this this hasn't even even this little aggregation hasn't uh, upgraded in a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think you can really judge the strength of PHP by by the podcasts that that are out there. I, it's not a terrible metric, but at the same time, I don't see a crap load of podcasts in other languages where I used to see like there used to be a a, a dozen or so on Go and. And Ruby, and there's still some out there, but not like there used to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I I can appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, like I said, I, I I'm in a weird spot. I'm in a weird spot <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> it, honestly, like it, it was different. It 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 was different even when we had Diego Dev, and we were a development studio. But you know, we made our money through contracts with clients. But like now that we're PHP architect, it's like I, I'm okay losing like some competition, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm fine being the only ones in the field because PHP is not going anywhere. And and companies, yeah, eventually companies are gonna look for who's the last man standing in the world of PHP, and I'm fine with it being a PHP architect, but ah, uh, man. It hurt it hurt my feelings. I cried a little. I'm not gonna lie. But then propped yourself right back up. Like, yep. Oh yeah. That yeah. that's us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we have some exciting, exciting things going. Uh, PHP Architect. Uh, we talked about uh, release the magazine. PHP Tech is coming up. A lot of things have to come together still for us. We're working on a lot of things behind the scenes that. Uh, you know, not that we can't share with you. It's just you guys don't want to hear about it. Like how we're getting the equipment to Chicago. It's like 
I still don't know if we have that nailed, <laughs> nailed down, but it's going to get there because at this point it has to get there. We don't really have a choice. If I have to go out there with the, like one of those uh, bicycles that they take passengers around downtown San Diego and hook that trailer up to it and pedal to Chicago, it's going to have to get there one way or the other. We, we, have, we have some people offering to step up and help out, and if all that comes together, uh, all the better. We have legal issues too with with that, which is like one of the more kind of stressful things I have, which is basically you know, essentially making sure that the trailer is road legal, which is things that John and I have to work on. But yeah, it's fun, man. So many things going on. I can I don't know how people. I I guess we're going to figure it out, John. But I don't know how they did two of these a year year after year. I just don't understand how they did it. They didn't. They did more than that. I mean, that was their main job, right? They one for all events was all they did was events. So they did at one point they were doing three world uh, tech world and cruise. Oh, I always forget about cruise. And they also had gaming conferences they did. And I think they had two gaming conferences they did a year. Maybe one. It was one or two. Uh, so they they stayed very busy. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, like you said, it helped where that's your only focus, right? I mean, we, we're trying to juggle a lot of balls, right? We're trying to uh, trying to keep client work happy. And, and to our defense, we have more employees than probably PHP Architect has ever had at one time, I would imagine, but I could be wrong there as well. But, uh, you know, we're trying to keep client work, uh, clients happy with client work. We are trying to keep the magazine going, conference, and then we have some other little coals in the fire that we... So, yeah, fun stuff. Um, yeah, I'm going to switch over to Patreons on Patreon. Patreons, thank you. Patreons. Thank you, everybody. My wife hasn't uh, hasn't canceled yet, which yeah, I'm honestly impressed by. <laughs> Maybe after this podcast, uh, that that might change. But uh, we'll I thought you were a semi professional at least. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, some of these people have been with us for a long time. To buttery, um, I gotta go back and look. I I know buttery was our first, and I gotta see how long buttery has been. Maybe I shouldn't say anything because maybe Buttery will try to figure out how to cancel his <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> like this is like like this is like one of those services where they're not going to send you like thank you emails and emails telling you how to use the service better because they don't want to remind you that they're paying you're paying for the service. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my other my kid Emily, uh, who you 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 know how 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 much. More she loves me than than my wife by how much earlier she was a Patreon supporter. My other kid isn't on here at all, so we we have we have things we have to work out through uh, <laughs> through some support, but uh, we're, we're we're working through it. We're working through it. My, my wife and kids aren't on there at all. Just <laughs> I thought I thought that was Steve. I guess not. Okay, all right. So uh, thank you uh, all our Patreons on Patreon. We uh, we do appreciate you, and you are honestly what makes this show better ish, better ish. <laughs> you're you're the, you're the ones that allow us to crash three times in one show. 
<laughs> All right. We're being told, yes, I'm in. I don't know if you want to share that, uh, John, or not, but I'm fine sharing it. I, I wasn't clear on the context, so I was holding off. I, I assume that means, yes, they're in on helping us with our, our uh, transportation issue of the drugs. I mean, uh, equipment. Um, they already said they were in. Oh, yeah. Oh, based on what we. Okay, never mind. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, so, my last, my last comment in that thread. Yeah. So, one of the people who's really stepping up for us is actually a listener of the show, and uh, I, I guess a gamer that has played uh, with John for a while. Yep, we. Uh... He's playing Code Monkey for Hire right now, whatever that is. <laughs> or is that a game? Maybe it's not. Oh, maybe I, that's I his just title. thought it was like his tag. Like that's, that's oh, may- maybe that is. I I thought that was always a game in Discord, but it's not, is it? I don't know. Anyway, Champ, thank you very much. He did give us permission to share his his name. Yes. Uh, so, in a previous conversation, and, and this is no small task, mind you. Uh, it's not like Champ happens to live in Maryland and is going to Tech. Champ doesn't even live in Chicago. Champ is uh, between Chicago and Maryland has offered to drive to Maryland, pick up the equipment, and at least drive it partially back to Chicago. Uh, I don't. I, we we uh, we haven't worked through all the details yet with with that that piece yet, but they will get it a lot closer to Chicago than Maryland. <laughs> Uh, so excited about that so Um, much work to be done i mean all right i'm i'm stressed (laughs) so much man this is why this is why i've started drinking again during the show all right where are we at well we're 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 kind of we're over past 10 o'clock i feel like we did pretty good just for the two of us yeah it's we're hour and 10 in minus the 30 minutes of crash computers here we go that works for me. Perfect. <laughs> it wasn't right. quite that long. Okay. Anything else you want to yeah. touch on? Talk about? No. Nope. We'll save it for next week. I like that. When, when we, uh, we'll see Tom's new place. We'll see about that. I feel bad <laughs> for the guy, right? Because it's like, yeah, you, I mean, we could have told you it wasn't going to be that easy, but you would have just told us how we're wrong and you've already you know covered all the angles. So not going to bother letting you know. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> moving is is not fun. I've already told the wife is this unless I unless I hit like a lottery where I can pay somebody to move me all one hundred percent, and even then I don't know if I'm going to move again. I I have no desire to ever move again, and I, which I think I think my wife is kind of hopeful that I have one more move in me because I feel like she really wants to get out of Southern California, but I don't know. We'll have to see, we'll have to see how that I, goes. I, you guys were supposed to do that before this place. Yeah, man. We, it, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. All right. <laughs> All right. That's going to be it for episode 324 of PHP Ugly. Wow. I'm Eric. I'm John. Uh, 
<laughs> Keep it ugly. <laughs> Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host named Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo, the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.